0: You ready? I'm just warming up my jowls. Okay, we've been, Piers,
1: we've been warming up our voices for three hours. It's time to go. You're ready? Right, it is time to go. This is welcome. Welcome to Podcast versus Podcast. I'm Piers Ray. This is Eric Ivanovich. Hello, my name is Eric Ivanovich. This is a show where we pitch podcast ideas to each other. We're going to find the perfect podcast. We're going to do it together as friends. At the end of this episode, we're going to vote on the pitches we brought here today. If we agree. We're going to stop doing this podcast and start doing that great podcast. If we don't, um, well, see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for me to pitch you a pod? I was hoping you would. Okay. Would you mind? Oh, of course. No, of course. Not? I, Of course not. You wouldn't mind. You wouldn't mind pitching me. No,
0: I, yeah, I wasn't responding directly to would you mind with of course, as in like, oh. of course I would mind. I'm so sorry, I was just Pierce. saying like, of course I'll pitch you a podcast. Of I'm course
1: I'm not going to respond directly to the thing you said directly to me. Why no, would I do that?
0: Piers, I'm really sorry about that. Mm. Listen. Sorry, right. don't take it out on me. Hey, listen. Yeah? We cool? Hey, listen. That's not a very
1: good one. So, hey. Like, hey. 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 Hey, listen. Uh, for newcomers to the show, we're just doing an impersonation of Navi, the fairy elf who guides Link in Ocarina and of Time. And for old listeners of
0: the show, because we didn't talk about Navi like, it's not like something we do on the show. Not regularly. And for not new and not old, but like people who've been listening for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Navi. From Ocarina of
1: Time. From Ocarina hey, of Time. Hey, listen! That's like Mickey Mouse. Hey, listen! <laughs> That's nothing like that's Mickey, not Mouse. Not Mickey Mouse. That's like a psychotic Mickey Mouse. He doesn't laugh. What's his laugh like? Ha uh-huh. <laughs> ha. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, that's what uh
0: Are you are you sure?
1: That's clearly Pepa Lapieu. <laughs> <laughs> um Who's your favorite Who is your favorite cartoon? Like Looney Tunes characters. Hold on,
0: wait, hold on. I'm before you say anything. About okay. That. I, I was going to say I'm,
1: cartoons, but that's too broad.
0: Okay, I need you I need to stop you right now.
1: All right, you You're stopping me. I am stopped him like that. You know tracks.
0: what? We've We've gone off the rails. This is a podcast about pitching podcasts, right? Like I'm going to pitch you a podcast.
1: I'm pitching a podcast called Who is Your Favorite Cartoon Character? Ooh, uh, can I give you a quick note? Yeah. Cartoon character seems pretty broad. I shortened it to Looney Tunes just because... uh, Season one would be just Looney Tunes. Okay. Yeah. What's the concept of this show?
0: So every episode we bring in our favorite cartoon character, right? And we Mm -hmm. argue... So let's say for Looney Tunes, what would be your favorite?
1: Oh, foghorn leghorn foghorn leghorn is yours Wait, though i don't know what about yosemite sam okay well you got to pick one of them uh, i don't know it if doesn't matter no it doesn't matter just I don't pick know one. if i can you need to pick one because
0: <sighs> it doesn't matter oh and of course bugs bunny okay so Great you would character. pick bugs bunny and well, then no, I, would I don't pick, i don't know if i would and then i would bugs pick maybe bunny. Wiley coyote right Wiley so episode, coyote you picked episode... the failure Episode one of season one of Who's Your Favorite Cartoon Character? That's
1: so much about you
0: that that's who you idolize. We we would talk about who's better, Bugs Bunny or Wile E. Coyote, right? And then once we agree, we probably agree it's Bugs Bunny,
1: right? Bugs Bunny wins. Yeah.
0: Okay, Bugs Bunny wins. Wile E.
1: Coyote, just by his character and his nature, can't win this contest.
0: Episode two, we would be Bugs Bunny and Yosemite Sam.
1: Are we talking round robin style?
0: It's not really round robin style. Well, what because would you call this then? So each, it's not, I don't know the term for it. I don't like this. <laughs> okay, I don't like on. that you don't know the term for this. I don't know the term. I've just never heard of that term before. Well, we... so mm. we're only going to talk about every character. Every character only gets to fail. It's like single elimination, but it's not like a, it's not like a, like a March Madness, like bracket style. Okay. It's just whoever's winning goes to the next round.
1: Well, by that logic, you would. You would introduce characters by the order in which you think they would win. Because if you introduce Bugs Bunny at the beginning, Bugs Bunny always wins. It's part of his character. You it's can't... not a
0: who would win in a fight. It's no, who's a I better know. character.
1: Yes, but like, for example, Wile Coyote. Because he always fails, if you let him win this contest, it would kind of undermine who he is as a character. So I don't think that Wile yeah, Coyote— Yeah, I don't think so. I don't he interpret can't... him that way. He'll never make it past the first round he's in, is my point. Have you ever seen him succeed at anything? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, he does succeed at making the devices. but Yeah, see, that's fail. a success. But that's also Acme's fault. But then again, it's it's Wiley e. Coyote's fault because he keeps ordering devices from Acme. Well, would you say
0: that someone maybe – would you say that a Buddhist who attempts to achieve nirvana and obviously never does because it's unattainable, would right. you say that they are a failure?
1: Yes. Pff, that's Absol- rude. <laughs> well, too bad. You devoted yourself – your life to something – that couldn't be the, achieved. The Even... whole
0: point is that you're trying to achieve the unachievable, right? Well, point... So maybe that's maybe that's Wiley e. Coyote's point. I would argue that for him, I
1: don't think his goal is to achieve the unachievable. Season two would be Disney. It's very achievable to capture and kill and eat a bird. Okay. Well, now I've not that specific bird. I've captured many birds. Not that specific bird. Why not? Because it's part of their character.
0: Well, no, because like that bird Roadrunner is wily. Roadrunner is smart. That's
1: interesting. Yeah, hey man, that's interesting. Hey
0: man, that's interesting. Is he smart? Roadrunner's also very fast.
1: He's just fast. He's not really that smart. Well, he's he's got a sort of like simplistic smartness. Oh, like an animal cunning, like a base animal cunning. That's often how I describe myself in dating (laughs) profiles. (laughs) Yeah, has a certain base animal cunning. Like so, that's basically how the whole podcast would go. Every week? Every week we're every, doing this? Yeah, every week, This yeah. is like a non-starter. What are you talking about? It's a non-starter. It's not that interesting. Like, say we introduce Wile E. Coyote off the top. He loses in the first round, obviously. Okay. And then we're not getting the comparison between him and, and other characters. Like, if you go Bugs Bunny, Wile E. Coyote, it's a one-sided fight. Wile E. Coyote will never get another chance to face off against... But well, it
0: doesn't matter, because we're mean, just trying to find sh- the best cartoon character from that season.
1: But it's that you're saying that... Everyone's going to stack up equally against each other. There's only one best. That's but a fact. No, but the best is subjective. People are right. best in different ways. Like we might decide, say, as Wile E. Coyote versus Yosemite Sam. Right. I would personally probably side with Wile E. Coyote because I feel more for his plight. Right. Whereas Yosemite Sam is is just kind of has a temper. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because it. Let's
0: say a hypothetical universe where we start with Wile E Coyote versus Bugs Bunny yeah. and end with at the very final episode Bugs Bunny versus Yosemite Sam. Right. Or this other hypothetical universe where we start with Wile E Coyote versus Yosemite I Sam mean, and at the end of the season it's Wile E Coyote versus Bugs Bunny. If you want to talk- You're going to pick Bugs Bunny as the winner in both of
1: those cases, here's right? The thing though, if it's a re- if you really want to talk about Looney Tunes, the end goal, the end is always going to be Bugs Bunny versus Daffy Duck. No other characters measure up to those two. I don't so see I don't argument, care about Daffy and duck. then you know that Bugs Bunny's gonna win because Daffy Duck has too many anger issues. He's a frustrated duck. So he can never he can never Fine. beat Bugs Bunny.
0: Fine. It's a March Madness style bracket with and we seed it so that the ending well, is that's Bugs just Bunny pointless. and Daffy Duck.
1: <laughs> that it's still the same problem where you're losing good conversation about characters who are matched up poorly to begin with. Where are you but I put... don't want it
0: to be. I don't like. Listen, if we have a losing character, I don't want to have that character. I don't want to talk about that character where they're going to lose Look, multiple there, times. There's you know what I'm only saying?
1: one way I'm going to do this show, okay? And that is where before we even get into tournament style, we do an episode by episode breakdown of each character, so that when we go into the tournament style, we have given each of them due consideration. No deal. Po- what do you What do you mean? No deal. No this deal. Is,
0: this is a this. I'm what I'm pitching you is a podcast where we do in a tournament style. March March Madness style bracket.
1: I'm just saying that the first half of the podcast should be us introducing the competitors. Say whatever you the want. The people who are coming no to deal. be judged.
0: No deal. Everyone knows. Everyone knows who, who Yosemite Sam is. Everyone knows who Sylvester Stallone. Do you, know who, do you
1: know who Sam is? Do I know who? Do you know who Sam is? No, I don't. Sam's the sheepdog.
0: So I'm not going to vote for Sam. But Sam's an important point. character.
1: Well, see, this is it. You're not really talking about who's the best. You're just talking about who you know. That's yes. It's an I, opinion. I feel like I know Looney it's, Tunes a lot better than you do. Okay, well, pitch your own fucking Looney Tunes podcast. Then I'm not going to pitch a Looney Tunes podcast. Where are you going to pitch? Then? I'm going to pitch you a show about fear. Fear, like the video game. It's F E A R. No, the that would shooter be dumb. Video you, game called no, Fear. Where you mean it's an acronym? F E A R.
0: Yeah, it's an acronym for something. I don't know. And for it's what. like a it's a game where you shoot at ghosts. <laughs> yeah, it's really silly.
1: I hear it's good, but it's not about that. It's not about that. Okay, any game where you shoot at ghosts is silly. <laughs> right? What about in guns, Super Mario World where you shoot fireballs at don't g-
0: hit ghosts. What about, hey, what about this? Super Mario Brothers 3, you throw hammers at ghosts. That's basically shooting.
1: But those are supernatural hammers. No, they're not. Those are supernatural hammers. Oh, heck boy. They are not. I'll tell you what's supernatural about them. Because you get that suit from the Hammer Brothers, right? Get a Hammer Bros. suit and you're throwing hammers all over the place? Yeah. Uh, where do they get their hammers from? Because you just keep throwing them. You never run out of hammers. That's a magic hammer it's, pouch.
0: Uh, maybe. Okay, so it is supernatural. Probably
1: from one of those wizard boys the Koopas keep around. What do you call those wizards? Magic Koopas. The magic
0: Koopas aren't in Super Mario Brothers Three. Now yeah, you're just yeah, showing yeah, your yeah, ignorance.
1: But they're in the world somewhere. You know what I mean? Like Bowser's off in his flying fortress in Super Mario Brothers Three. But that doesn't mean he doesn't Bowser's have... not
0: in a flying fortress in Super Mario Brothers Three. I can't believe he knows fucking nothing.
1: At the end. He's not in a flying fortress. The very last levels of flying fortress.
0: It's a castle. It's a flying castle. It's on the ground. It's a flying castle.
1: The last Sun, level, S- you go dude, through a flying fortress. Do not even... Do not... Okay, I'm picturing World 9, Super Mario Brothers. World 8 of Super Mario Brothers 3. It's the final world. Yeah, yeah. You use the two warp whistles and you jump to World 9. And it's kind of like a scary world. It's got all the lava pits. And That's such. World 8. That is world I'm eight. pretty sure there's world 9 cuz there's like three there's three worlds no, on each level. There's no world 9. All right. All right, look, I'm going to say for the sake of argument, I believe you.
0: Oh my god.
1: All right. The listeners so, are
0: screaming at their headphones.
1: That right now. You jump into that flying fortress and you're you're jumping around on the cannons and such, fighting your way to the center of the flying fortress, which is where Mr. Koopa is. Mr. Big Koopa. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying, Boozer? Boozer the Big Koopa. I'm getting all these details right. You don't got to tell me. I, I know. Uh-huh. I know facts and right. figures and things. So you get to the middle. Koopa's there and you beat him and whatever. That doesn't mean that somewhere else Mr. Big Koopa doesn't have a bunch of magic hypas uh, make, <laughs> whipping up those wands and stuff that all the other little Koopas I mean have they didn't exist the at the time. So oh, They could have existed. You just haven't seen them. <laughs> yeah. They were a twinkle in some game designer's eye. Right, I see. He goes home at night and he goes, all right, so all the Koopalings have these magic wands that give him powers and uh, you're fighting to get them back where would they get those wands. Well, they got them from the kings. And his wife says you didn't, his you... wife says I really just want to go to sleep tonight no. and he says, "Hold on." And he pulls a sca- bunch of like loose sketches. <laughs> the king pages of out. each
0: world has a magic wand that the that the Koopa kids steal from Where'd him.
1: Where would they get them? I'll tell you. Magic <laughs> Koopas. I don't think so. I don't think the Magikoupas would make magic it is wands established, for the human kings. It is established it was all part of the trap. Why would they make why would the king have a magic wand that can turn them into a creature? That's a poorly made wand. No, unless the magic wand turns them back.
0: Unless it's a trap. And no, the magic wand turns them back.
1: But they also use the wand to transform them in the first place. Hmm. All here's what we know. Magic exists in the Super Mario Bros 3 universe. Okay. It yeah. at least has the power to transform people. Right. Two. All of these kings and queens of the different Mario worlds. Well, there's only kings, yeah, yeah well, unfortunately. It's me, not a
0: very progressive society.
1: To me, they're queens. Okay. A couple of those people, a couple of those kings, secret queens. Okay. They're just trying to blend in. You know what I mean? It's not that time yet in the Super Mario world, but they <laughs> they still, they're there. They're brave. They're brave people. Uh, They have these wands that can work against them. Where they get them, nobody knows. Magic Koopa came over in disguise as a toad person, handed over these scepters to all the kings. Then as soon as Bowser shows up, he just snaps his fingers. Everyone transforms from the wands at once. Koopalings go down, grab the wands back so they can't change back. And then they have control of that world. That's how it all came out. What's your pitch, by the way? Oh, my pitch is called Reasonable Fear. And uh, the idea is that um, once a week we'd have a guest on who would uh, introduce something they're afraid of that we're not afraid of. And they would have to persuade us to be afraid of it. Oh! For example, I know someone who's afraid of balloons, which to me seems crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they to them it's a reasonable fear. Or maybe I'm afraid to, of balloons. Are you? Maybe, bit, maybe yeah. it's you who I'm thinking of. So let's say first episode. Let's jump in. Balloon! welcome to reasonable fear oh i'm sorry eric did you just arrive <clears throat>
0: yeah, sorry. Welcome. I was in podcast versus podcast for a second back there.
1: No worries. Uh, everyone, everyone, this is Reasonable Fear, the show. I'm ho- I'm your host, Piers Ray, and our special guest today, soon to be my co-host, is Eric Ivanovich. Hey, it's me, Eric Ivanovich. Eric, I understand you have uh, a fear that I, I think it's a little unreasonable. Maybe yeah. not so, so much. so here's
0: the thing, all right? I'm afraid of balloons, and I know that's kind
1: of a weird thing to say. It's very, it's It's very strange to be afraid of an inanimate object. Balloons are very easily poppable. Right? Mm-hmm. What happens when a balloon pops? Are you... You're not afraid of a balloon then. You're afraid of the sound of a... You're just afraid of loud noises.
0: I'm... Okay. Well, that's another of my very many reasonable fears. I'm afraid of loud noises, but a balloon is like a potential loud noise. Right? And I don't know when it's going to happen. It could happen at any time. A balloon can just be hanging there and it could pop without you touching it. Like, balloons are very unpredictable. This is true. Right. So, a balloon... Every Anytime there's a balloon near, I get nervous. I get uneasy, because at any point, and I can't predict it, that balloon could pop. And then I'll be startled, and I'll be...
1: People will laugh at me. I'll be embarrassed. I... Okay, well, that's... Being afraid of being startled is a strange fear on its own, because you're always on edge. Like, that fear never goes away, because the whole point of being startled is you're surprised.
0: Yes. But sometimes I let my guard down, and that's when I get startled. I see. And then I am afraid Which is why
1: it's a good fear to have, so that you're always the... Ever vigilant. The samurai would call that zenshin, the art of total awareness. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we all know that classic samurai reference. Yeah, I
0: know. I, I've studied to be a samurai. Okay,
1: convince me that I should be afraid of balloons. Okay, well, And here's... really, I'm going to say it again, you're not that afraid of balloons. You're afraid of loud noises.
0: Okay, but I am afraid of the potential loud noises that could come from a balloon. But I see a balloon this, as a source of a loud noise.
1: By this logic, everything... Should scare you. A door should scare you because it has the potential Doors to slam scary. loudly. But
0: it, the I'm not as, as scared of a door as I am of a balloon. If someone is closing a door, then I'm like, okay, they could slam that pretty hard. So there could but be a sound unlikely. that comes. It's unlikely. It's n- it's not very likely. A balloon, it's very likely that, it'll, that it will pop oh, and right. extremely like- likely that I will be surprised by it.
1: Much like it is the destiny of glass to shatter, it is the fate of the balloon to pop. That's right.
0: But saying that I'm not actually afraid of balloons it's like it's like saying if someone's pointing a gun at you, you're yeah. not afraid of the gun, you're afraid of the bullet inside the gun.
1: I'm now actually very likely I'm that not I, afraid of the bullet. I'm afraid of the asshole holding the gun and pointing it at me like it's a funny thing to do. Did I ever tell you uh I had a kid? I was on a. You had sa- a kid. I had a kid. Your father. I yeah came right out of me. Came bursting out with my egg sack. Right. And then I killed it because I don't want children. Okay. Well, not today. But what's this other story you're telling? This me? other story is I was on a sailing trip mm-hmm. uh, as a teen. You're right. For fourteen days, two weeks. Some would call that a fortnight. I would say a fortnight on a tall ship sailing up and down the coast of British Columbia. Right. Of course. And one of the it was a Christian ship. So on Sundays we would moor somewhere and the captain would do a reading. Right. And uh, occasionally the other kids would all get together and swap personal stories and open themselves up emotionally. Well, me and my one friend uh, who I came on the ship with would play cards in the galley because yeah. <laughs> we didn't want to be those guys. Right. Yeah, it's weird to see a bunch of adults and children come out of a room crying because they just got so emotional over their stories. <laughs> Bunch of weirdos. Anyways, uh, one of the kids on the boat, who I always thought was very strange, held a uh, large knife to my neck once. Came up behind me and held the knife to my neck. Oh shit. Uh, it, I found out afterwards it was in its sheath. I didn't know it at the time. Right. And you just I, felt something pointy on your neck. Well, he came up behind me with this knife he'd been showing off and yeah. uh, put his arm around my neck and held the knife to me. And I thought that was a real weird thing to do. I think that's pretty weird. And I wasn't afraid of the knife. I was afraid of this asshole. <laughs>
0: Well, here's... I wasn't
1: even afraid, really. I was just more annoyed in the moment. Here's all I know, right? Yeah. If I see a balloon, I'm afraid. That's all I know. I guess if I see a knife being held to my throat, I am afraid, and I'm not really thinking why. Right. Here's another fun fact about that kid I saw in his luggage later. He had a picture Bible. Picture Bible? We're 14, 15. Yeah. He's got a Bible with pictures in it. Well, it's probably got uh, emotional resonance for him. It probably does. Yeah. He's also probably not smart enough to just read the Bible. Because when I was that age, I wasn't carrying picture books around with me. Right. Especially not to camp. Where are you going for two weeks? Oh, I'm going to camp with a bunch of other kids, probably going to look through my stuff. Or at least if I leave my suitcase open, they'll see that I have a picture book for a four to eight year old. I would say. Maybe he just doesn't care. Maybe he's not ashamed of it. Uh, he's clearly not ashamed of that. How could he be ashamed? He's got God on his side. Yeah, of course. What a nut job. You're the asshole here. Yeah. Point <laughs> I'm like, oh, look at you in your Bible. Whoa, That's really more the picture book aspect of it. <laughs> look
0: at you. Eric, you can't
1: read. <laughs> Ooh, you don't understand the simplistic myths from a thousand years ago, so you need pictures to illustrate them. I guess 2,000 years ago. We're back in podcast versus podcast. You did not persuade me to be afraid of balloons. No, I was you not. you did remind was... me to be afraid of jerks with knives. Yeah, there you go. I wasn't successful in that. No, but that's okay. That's okay. So
0: not every episode would end with us being afraid of the thing.
1: Really, it's just people justifying their own unique fears. And like, I'm afraid of heights. And that's a reasonable <laughs> fear. Because if you fall from a great height... You're going to get hurt. And you're, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, Piers, you're not afraid of heights. You're not afraid of falls. You're afraid of the sudden short impact at the end. No, I'm going to say you're afraid of heights. So am I. Good. Good. All
0: right. I'm glad we agree.
1: But let's say let's shake hands.
0: Uh, well, we're not going to shake hands because I'm afraid of touching you. Hey, but on, I am going to vote for. Shake my hand. I'm going to vote for shake that. It's hand. reasonable to say that you're afraid of heights.
1: Shake my hand. I'm gonna I'm going to bump your mic if you don't shake my hand. I'm
0: not going to shake your hand. Shake my hand. I know that you know what the prospect of shaking your hand, the idea of it, is getting more and more
1: repellent to Listeners, me. Listeners, I'm just going to the more you reach, reach over and try and touch me. You so you don't have to. You don't don't. I'm just going to pat him on the knee. Yeah, it's That's not good fun. Enough. It's not very fun. It's close enough to being a handshake. What's your vote? I just want a little bit of physical contact with my best friend. A hug. So once you're in a voting, while wouldn't be too much. So to you're ask. voting
0: for a little bit of physical contact between you and me. And I'm voting for. I think it's reasonable to say that you're afraid of heights and not afraid of the sudden short impact. Okay. Uh, so it's another
1: tie. Votes cast. I feel like neither of us even voted for the concepts of podcast today. Yeah, unfortunately. We just voted for a couple of our own peers. Yeah. Well, well you know for what? Listening. I'll shake hands on that. Put the, her there. You know
0: what? I'm going to end the
1: episode. Put her there, buddy. Okay. Listen Come
0: on over there. Rate us on iTunes. Five stars. Thanks. Bye.